Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by our local small business initiative, the Business Radio X Main Street Warriors Program, defending capitalism, promoting small business, and supporting our local community. For more information, go to MainStreetWarriors.org. And a special note of thanks to our title sponsor for the Cherokee chapter of Main Street Warriors, Diesel David, Inc. Please go check them out at DieselDavid.com. All right, we're ready now. Please join us in welcoming to the broadcast with always reliable junk removal, Io McCurson. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, doing well. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, we're delighted to have you in the studio, and you brought somebody with you as well, Brandon Weems with Weems Co. Logistics. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, good morning. Great to be here as well. Thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, it is my pleasure. All right, Io, I got a thousand questions, and I'm going to have plenty of Brandon as, as well. But I'm thinking a, a good place to start would be mission, purpose. What What are you and your team really out there trying to do for folks, man? Well, honestly, the mission that I have envisioned for Always Reliable Junk Removal is to be right now the number one junk removal provider in the Atlanta area. Um, and the reason that I feel that we can do that is there are so many different corporate level um, junk removal providers. I think that we can provide a service that is costly and that is friendly um, and that's reliable to our customers out here. Because right now, if you think about it, if they go to our competitors, they're spending a cost that a lot of people just don't have and they don't know how to get rip, um, rid of junk. So I'm just here to kind of uh, bridge that gap and just offer a friendly face while we remove their junk. So I think that we will be able to be the number one junk, junk removal provider um, very soon. Well, I got to tell you, the the conversation, the relationship is so timely. Just last evening, we were talking a little bit about this uh, off air, but Holly and I are looking around the house, and, and we got company coming in this weekend. My wife's in a play, and they're all going to come watch her. And we just have stuff that's sitting around that we don't want there right but we don't it, it's it doesn't really lend itself to you know just taking it out to the trash it's it's too big for that right and then even though i have a truck i mean me trying to figure out how to get all that going and get to the right dump site right, and, and, right. And, and all that jazz and but i told her last night i said i got a guy <laughs> yeah, I, and, and don't you just love being the guy that knows the guy absolutely right? absolutely it happens all the time i said i'm gonna get a chance to talk to him but it's uh i would think that that there's plenty of business out there, plenty of opportunity out there. Um, th- people need this service. Absolutely. People definitely need this service, especially when COVID um, came. What we found is a lot of the counties no longer offered the service where you can just put a couch on the um, uh-huh. curve and you can just come and get it. So now a lot of people, if you ride through some communities, you see they have furniture out there and it's there for two, three um, weeks, if not months. Uh. And it's an eyesore to the community. Yeah. Um, so now we're able to, they're able to just give us a call, Google us, find us, and we come out there and we remove it. We make it quick and fast. So it's definitely needed in the community and I'm just glad to be of service. So what's the backstory, man? How in the world did you find yourself in this line of work? Absolutely. It's kind of funny because um, I, I really feel like I stumbled upon it because I used to be a uh, manager for Atlanta Gastro. Um, and when COVID came about, um, I was furloughed. So being, is, that, is that like fired? It's a sense. It's, it's, <laughs> a, nice, <laughs> it's a real nice way to say okay, okay, You aren't making a coin anymore. Right, right. Right? I, I, That's I, the was, I was COVID fired. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> So um, what I did was during the time I was just trying to figure out, okay, you know, I got a family to feed. What am I going to do? And I had a box truck, and that's kind of where um, Weems Co. came in because I had been talking to him like, hey, um, I want to get into the trucking industry because right now um, I don't have any income coming in. Um, he, he was already in the trucking industry. So he gave me a lot of knowledge of what to do and things like that. So I bought a box truck, and when I bought it, now, mind you, this was in January. COVID hit big around February, March. Mm-hmm. So I bought it and I was getting all my stuff together. And 
like the routes and stuff just plummeted for box trucks. So mm-hmm. for tractor trailers, you can get a pretty good load because they were trying to get water and things around. But for box trucks, they didn't have that use for it. So I went to Ashley's Funniger. The pay there wasn't that great um, because, of course, you had to have your truck and all your expenses. Um, so I went home one day and I just remember the conversation that I had with my college roommate um, when I went to Albany State. And he was telling me his brother owned a Merrill Hall here in Atlanta, and it was a junk removal provider. And I'm like, I wonder if I can do that as well. So I took this big old 26-foot box truck, and I um, came up with the logo and slapped that logo on there. And I've been going ever since. Um, When I actually was called back to work, um, I was going to go back, and then I sat there. And I talked to my wife about it, and I said, I said, love, I don't think I want to go back to work. I think I, I can make this work. And she said, well, you think you can keep up with all the bills? I said, I'm willing to try. And we've been running um, ever since. We are two and a half years, almost three years strong. So, wow. um, yeah, I, I you're over the hump, right? I'm, I'm over the hump. I think COVID was actually a blessing in disguise for um, for me and the company. And we're just excited to continue to grow. Well, shout out to your wife too, because don't don't you find this too, uh, Brandon? I mean, it's it's important to have a support system because without that, man, because I mean, look, you you run into stuff, you get, you you find challenges. You know, everything doesn't go right every day, and not oh, to have that support system. Absolutely, in the junk removal business, there are so many unknowns and things that I didn't know. Mm. Where I felt like I've wasted so much time and so much money. <laughs> right. um, but it's a learning lesson. Um, and, you know, I try to mentor other people who are coming in a junk removal business that I like to meet on landfills or people inbox me and say, well, how did you do this? I kind of try to offer that mentorship because, I mean, if I can save them some money and help them grow, why not? Um, I feel like it's enough in the Atlanta. Um, it's enough work out here in the Atlanta environment for everybody. So at this point, a, a couple plus years in, what are what are you finding the most rewarding? What do you like most about the work, the business? Um, honestly, it's um, working with different people. The reason I say different people, you find a lot of um, young people who just don't know things. It's, it's like you're kind of a mentor while you're in that truck because you're riding three or four hours going to different spots. So you have a lot of conversations mm-hmm. with people and just the conversations where I might Say, hey, you know, um, if you can't get a you can get a 401k or try to how to tell them how to invest their money or just save their money. Mm-hmm. A lot of them just don't know the different things that they can do um, as a young as a youngster to elevate their self in the future to where when you become 30 and 40, you're already ahead of the game. So just kind of talking to them. And I feel like being a mentor is really cool to me. Wouldn't it be great if you could go back to 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 twenty year old Io oh, and say, "Look, man. just sock a little money away. Do this or don't do this." Or oh, I, I, I tell my I wife really now, I said, if, if I could have done that, I would have out of owned the junk removal world by now. But yeah. it, it's cool. It's all a lesson learned. I think everything that I um have and the way the business is going, every job that I worked has um been able to put me in a position to where I know how to do different things. Like um, I used to be a manager for Kroger. So mm. this helps me, you know, manage people. Um, when I was a manager for. Yeah, you're a busy guy. Somebody <laughs> wants you to get, wants you to come get a load. <laughs> right. Right. So, so every, every, every job that I have has prepared me for this big um, task I have in front of me now. So I'm definitely, I'm just excited. Well, it's an important point, and it's another one that we should share with our with our younger friends. I mean, even when you get out there and you and you miss all three and you and you strike out, you still learn something. Absolutely, right. absolutely. We right. I take everything that I, every loss has been not a loss, but it's been a lesson. So I take it with stride, and we continue to keep going. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Talk a little bit about Weemsco, man. Were you already in business when you hooked up with this guy? What were you doing? Yes. Um, wow. Ooh. Took me back when you started bringing that up. <laughs> so I started out with a, uh, well, I started out in the film union. And um, I worked on a couple of movies. And mm. I ended up having a daughter. And at the time, you know, you know, you're working for the film union. You're waking up at 4 a.m. You're trying to get to the site. And once you're off the site, 6 p.m., 7, you know, kids asleep at 8. My kid didn't know who I was. So I told my wife, you know what? I think I want to try something different. I uh, ended up purchasing a um, a cargo van. And once I purchased that cargo van, uh, I just started Weems Co. from there. 
And uh, just wanted to do something simple with the name Weems Cole. Uh, just kind of, <laughs> it, it's my last name Weems, and I just saw yeah. Costco, and I think Costco is just like <laughs> a big company. So I was just right. like, hey, man, you know, people remember Weems Cole like Costco. So I wanted to do that, and I, I really did it to be around my family more, to try to give my family a financial freedom that the rest of my family haven't really seen before. Uh, so, uh, and it's working. Uh, my wife's a stay at home mom. She's able to raise both of our kids and teach them. They're doing excellent in school. You know, uh, my son's too, but he's learning words and he's learning some of everything like, you know, way ahead of, of kids his age. I bet. And that's yeah. because, you know, we're afforded the opportunity to give that to our spouses and right, our kids right. and, and, and give them a, a different way of living. Uh, I think that's really the gist behind Weems Co. and what I wanted to do. If any of my family members, nieces and nephews come out of college, I don't want them going to college with the aspirations to work for Coca-Cola when they get out. I want them to go on to college with the aspirations to work for Weems Co. when they get out. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, uh, so what was I got to know, man, what was that conversation like when you're sitting down with her and you say, you know, I think I want to go out and do my own thing. I'm going to buy this truck. And <laughs> so, you know, you and I said it earlier, right? Having that backbone when you are the backbone is so very important. And that's what my mm. wife is to me. So uh, she was the person when nobody else was believing. She believed, right? Yeah, and that's what it takes yeah. for us to quote unquote jump off the porch, right? So that's, that's, that's the thing that kind of pushed me. And, uh, and I also got to credit another dear friend of mine. His name is Samuel Flowers and he has a company itself called, uh, 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 called, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Quality Septic. Uh, so in, I used to work for Sam, uh, in between film sets. So mm-hmm. when one movie was shut down, you know, I go, pump septic and dig up trenches and everything with Sam. Right. So he comes to me one day and he says, Hey man, this is the last time you can work for me. Mm. And you know, I took it a certain type of way. At the <laughs> yeah. time. I was like, <laughs> you know, what do you mean? Like, this is, I gotta do this to, but as I was saying, the mentorship that he was giving his young guys, mm-hmm. Sam is my age. And he was giving it to me as I rode with him every day. So he would tell me, hey, I would see how he would handle a plethora of business on, on the phone with several different people at one time. I would see how he would handle customers. And I would also tell him my aspirations for starting my business. And he told me one day, you can't work for me anymore. Not after this. Mm. If you, you know, you can do whatever you got to do, but you got to start your business. You said that's what you want to do. Go do it. If not, you can't come back and work for me. Mm. Lo and behold, a week later, uh, I got a call about a van. Got the van, started the business. And um, it's been going since then. And uh, we kind of merged from logistics because we had some trucks go down and at a critical time. And it was weird. And I had a friend from the film industry. Like you said, this is mm-hmm. this whole thing is about networking and yeah, speaking with yeah. people that you know, right? And you're only rich with your resources, right? Because a lot of people think it's just about finances, but it's really your resources. But uh, so IO was one of my main resources because when things kind of died down in the trucking, like IO said, he found the other way, right? So when he found that other way, he came and told me immediately, hey, listen, Brandon, I got another way. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, look at this other way. I don't have to try and book these loads and try to get out of town away from my family. I can actually pick up junk here, remove that stuff, get it going and do my thing. So that helped, right? Because I started doing that. So now I started building up those customers, but then those customers started taking me to a different level of work and I got into general contracting. But when I kept those customers, I started shooting those customers towards always reliable every time, always reliable every time. Hey, you need junk removal, go to always reliable. So he would say, Hey, do you need general contracting work? You need some painting, you need some flooring, you need some stuff like that. Come on over to Weemsco. And uh, like I said, a friend of mine called me one day when things were like super slow for Weemsco, and he said, hey, man, do you do epoxy for floors? I said, yeah, I do epoxy for floors. He said, hey, come bid on this Netflix contract. Right. Oh, my. Right. So uh, <laughs> I've heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We have. You know, I get on the elevator, man, with like 15 of these suit guys, and they're all suited up with their with their hard hats, and they got their little vest on, and we go up to the 11th floor of this brand-new construction building down on uh, William Street and 14th downtown. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, they're listening to me and they're looking at me like, who is this guy? You know, where did he come from? Who? And once they started hearing the numbers and they started hearing the mm-hmm. jargon that they were familiar with, then they understood, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. Well, let's give him my opportunity. So once Netflix did that, yes, I mm-hmm. put that in my portfolio and I kind of took off. Now I'm working with ATL Laws. I'm doing uh, Forestville Apartments, renewing the entire uh, Forestville Apartments in Norcross. Uh, the entire exterior, entire interior, uh, Windward Apartments in Lithonia, uh, entire interior, entire exterior. Uh, we're doing 1280 West Peachtree, all of their residential hallways and floors, uh, entire uh, 30 levels, all the 30 level residential hallways and floors. We did Atlantic Station uh, residential lofts down there. We did all of their residential floors, took them from the carpets to uh, we took the cement floors, stripped those down, took it back to a shine. We took it back to a nice paint in the hallways. It's, it's beautiful now. So I've gotten into that level of work. And of course, every time I get junk removals, that's who I'm calling. Right. Uh, when I when I get ready to yeah. do a building, I got to demo it. That's who I'm calling. Uh, so, like I said, you're only rich with your resources, and and all of my friends are the ones who put me in the position so that, and like you were asking him yesterday, uh, earlier, what's the end goal, right? And it's to, the end goal of small business, right, is to employ more people to create a larger oh, business, it. right? So, if small business moves America, then you got to respect Georgia. You got to respect what we did during COVID, right? Because right, we kept, we were one of the states who kept America moving. We didn't shut down. So yeah. I got to thank our governor in that situation because he didn't close my business. Right. He didn't close IO's business. Right. He didn't close a plethora of my friends' businesses. And that allowed us to flourish. And what did that do for Atlanta? It brought a lot of people here. A lot of people moved here during that time because they say, hey, Atlanta's open. Right. I can go to work. I can do what I need to do. I got to get here to Atlanta, right? And that brought more business to us, more moves, more junk removals, more people needing to know where to go, what to do, more people needing jobs. Now I have about 15 employees. I'm pretty sure you got at least 10 now. Right, right. Um, And we're from Decatur, the place that they say it can't be done. But, you know, you look around and you see these guys doing it. And now, like you said, that's a mentor situation. When guys see us doing this instead of, the rapping or they see us doing this instead of, you know, the other things that we could be doing. Right. Now they know that it's another way. So programs like you are going to help shows like you are going to help too. Well, I sure hope so. And I do want to ask about sales and marketing, although Ayo's phone's ringing off the hook, so he doesn't need any help with sales and marketing. I got mine on side. <laughs> right, that's what I should have done. Ayo's no, yeah. just showing off. Like, yeah, no, no, I'm no, good, no, I got no. this. But no, talk a little bit about sales and marketing, everything from if and how you try to differentiate. And this is for both of you, but I'll start with Ayo. If and how you try to differentiate yourself from other people in the Arena to strategies for getting the word out and building those right, right. relationships. Cause I suspect um, that the junk removal, there is a lot of opportunity out there, but it's probably kind of a competitive arena, isn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I didn't know that was one thing that I kind of faulted myself on when I jumped into junk removal. I thought, you know, it was only a couple of the big companies, but as I went to like the landfills and saw there are a lot of small businesses that are junk removal. Um, but I think the difference between me and them is I and I've told people this I said they treat their um, junk removal uh, business as a hustle Mm. and I treat mine as a business as a career that I want to keep growing Uh, one of the first Mm. things that I did that I know that I knew if I wanted to be taken serious is I said well let's get a logo Um, you can't say you're a company you don't have that logo that Mm. can attach to the brand um and my wife actually uh helped me out with the name because we were sitting down we were like what can we call ourselves and we came up with so many different names and she said you know what everybody looks for somebody that's reliable mm-hmm. and i said okay well, always reliable junk removal so let's do it that way um but some of the biggest things that i do when i look at far as marketing um google google is the backbone i think of my industry um because what do people do when they look for something they go straight to google and they google it yeah um so um right now in the stone mountain area i'm number one 
Um, nice. as far as junk removal, if you Google me, um, you'll, you'll, I'll pop up first. So I do a lot of Google my business. I run Google ads. Um, I do Facebook and Instagram. Um, social media, that platform is huge for us because everybody's on their phones. Um, whether it's checking their email or checking Facebook, Instagram, they're always on their phone. So I try to stay in people's mind that way. Um, I started doing email blast, um, just so, People can like mm-hmm. once they once they book with me because now they can book online. It captures all that different information from them. Was that a game changer for you being able to book online? Absolutely, because a I lot bet. of people, a lot of people what they do is they'll come to your website, but if they're not able to book online, a lot of them I don't know if they don't like to call. They'll kind of just go to mm-hmm. the next person. But now on my website, you can actually book. You see the prices beforehand, so you mm-hmm. kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Um, instead of having to call and say, hmm, do I want to use this guy? So booking online has been a major change for me and, and it's a great platform and I'm, I'm just excited for it. But yeah, I think Google, um, has been my number one way of just marketing to everybody. And just sometimes you have to do, um, that old fashioned marketing because when it's the cold months, it slows down for us. Um, oh, so what okay. I did is I got, uh, door hangers, um, made. And I just walk around neighborhoods and I put my door hanger. And sometimes you can be walking. You know, some people, they're going to open up their door because they're wondering why is this guy walking up to my door, (laughs) putting a door hanger. And that just opens it up for conversation. And I've gotten a lot of jobs in that way. So, um, yeah, you just got to be creative. Think outside the box. Um, And if you're going to brand yourself, make sure you brand yourself strong. Um, I just got my logo and name trademark, so I'm happy about Ah. that. So now that it's trademark, I want to start trying to do like billboards and things like that just so people can know that we are here and we are around and we're ready to give all those big competitors a run for their money. (laughs) Yeah, and for whatever it's worth, I do think Always Reliable was a a stroke of genius because for me, when when I want services – you know, a big thing to me is if you're going to come on, if you say you're going to come on Tuesday, come on Tuesday. Absolutely. Or even, I mean, I don't expect you to be there at one thirty, but you know, if you're going to get there Tuesday afternoon, because I got a, a life to organize, and I mean, we work from home a lot, and it's not as big a deal. But that people services are notorious for not being on time, absolutely. or or and I'm sure there's other ways that that they're not reliable. That's huge. And Google, I'm, you're absolutely right. If you and I had not connected, you know, we got a chance to talk on the phone a few weeks back. Right. But if you and I had not connected, that's exactly what we'd have done. I don't, you know, right. I would have gone straight to Google and looked for something. Absolutely. And then it's a pig and a poke, as my wife would say. You don't know what you <laughs> right. You don't know the person. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. You're just hoping that you get somebody that's good. Um, and that's one thing that I and it's like I say, everything's been a learning lesson to me. So when I first started the junk removal. I would tell somebody, yeah, I can be there at one o'clock or yeah, I can be there at three o'clock. And I quickly learned with that's got to be hard to navigate when you're picking up people's junk. You got to run to the dump. Absolutely. So now I was like, oh, I got to figure this out. So now it's. I can be there between one PM and three PM. Like give a window. That, yeah, give myself. But you're going to be there, or you're going to, or your, or your person's going to call and Absolutely. say, "Hey, Absolutely. Stone, or you know, I'm not going to be there by three. Like I, right. to me, that is fine with me if you call. And then I'd say, hey, Hall, I'm going to run to the grocery store. They're not going right. to get here till probably a right. little after three. Right. It's all about respecting everybody's time. Yes, respect. Yeah, respecting everybody's time. And a lot of people, that's what they don't have. They just feel like, oh, I'll get there when I get there. You can't do that in business. You yeah. have to respect each other. Like you want somebody to respect your time. Just respect your consumer's time as well. And I'll tell you, like in my little neighborhood, we've got it's a bunch of old people, you know. <laughs> And we all we all get together and chat and talk and we have a cocktail on on the Tondero's front porch, but we're kind of a tight knit group. So we'll ask people questions, yeah. you know, hey, I gotta get rid of some stuff. Who do you you know, who Reuse. who's doing it for you? Right. And so just do it like doing business with me might lead to four or five other ones at some point, right? Absolutely. Right there in that one little neighborhood. Absolutely. And that's that's big about when you say branding. So um yeah. branding, I put my you know, you put your your name and your logo on your truck and everything because if you're just riding around the truck, people are gonna be like, Okay, who is this? But mm-hmm. if when but when I'm at the stops light and people can take a picture of this truck and it has always reliable on it. I every t- um I have people call me and say, "Hey man, you just passed me on the freeway." So people <laughs> are seeing the brand. Um, they know who the brand is, and you know, like I said, we're two and a half, three years strong now. So people are going to know, hey, whoever these guys are, they're here to stay. 
Let's give them a shot. Let's go and let them remove this junk because I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So absolutely, we we do the job that other folks don't want to do. There it is. And it, <laughs> no, I like that. And, and then you're out on the on the social media platforms so people can follow that. I right. mean, you even you write a blog. You've got some blog content about uh, different things. Absolutely right? yes. Um, any way that I feel that we can connect with people. So and on my blogs, what we focus on is trying to let people think outside the box on what to do with furniture or what to do mm-hmm. um, with clutter. Spring cleaning is coming up. It's yeah. time is for that, that a big so, time of year for absolutely. you, baby? Yeah. So that blog is kind of um, linked to them so they can think, okay, spring cleaning is coming up. Always reliable. They wrote a blog on it. Let's, let's let them come yeah. out and clean out their garage or right. clean out that estate that they their loved one left them. So just writing those blogs, and that's where it's key. The blogs actually help because when people Google stuff like that, mm-hmm. like estate clean out, my blog will pop up. Wow. So they're oh, reading that's this. that's money, right? Yeah. So they're reading this and they're like, hmm, well, they already <laughs> told me about it. Let's go ahead and give them a call. So just uh, having different types of media out there is just great. I'll bet. How about you, Brandon? You out there shaking the trees, or is it Man. just mostly referral business from I one am, commercial? Uh, I'm shaking the trees, but I did my thing a little bit different. Because yeah. uh, when I started a little bit before IO, I was on a bunch of platforms like Tackle at the time mm. and Tax Rabbit and stuff like that. So what would happen is when I would go visit my customers from these platforms, I would keep their information. They would like my work, so they would keep my information. Mm-hmm. These customers started spreading me to their friends. Their friends started spreading me to their friends. Uh, if you look at my customer base now, it's over 835 customers. Mm-hmm. And wow. that's just formed by Weems Co. alone. So what I did was uh, when things slowed down for me again, went to my wife. My wife said, are you crazy? You got over 800 customers mm-hmm. in your phone. Let's mm-hmm. just send them all a blast. Ah. Uh, so, and I take this from Whole Foods. I used, to work, I used to be a butcher at Whole Foods. And Whole Foods at the time had no commercials. Uh, no social media, no anything, but they were the most expensive grocery store, right? But they had the quality. So that's what people return for, the quality. Mm. And so when you offer quality, it doesn't really matter what else you're seeking. People are going to seek quality every time. So yeah. when they call me, they already know my prices from a referral. They already know my work from the referral, and they already know how exceptional things are going to be once I get there and do the service for them. So that was one thing that just pushed me overboard to where I used to tell Ayo, even during the slow times in COVID, I don't know customers would just pop up out of the woodwork. Right. That's great. I mean, they would just call me just I I call him and say, Yeah, man, it's Sunday. I haven't got one person on the schedule for next week. Maybe later on after the football game that night is like it's packed. It's packed, <laughs> right, man. I got a pack I got a slam schedule for the whole week, moving into the next week. Right. And yeah. it's you know, I did my thing a little different, like I say, and now sometimes I go onto my social media and I show the work that we're actually doing. I show there us in go. progress. Mm-hmm. Uh show the works in progress and that leads to uh larger contracts for me a lot of times. Um Show one of my contracts and it actually ended up giving me a contract with FedEx down by the airport to redo some stuff in their warehouse. Yeah. Uh, some warehouses for uh, uh, shiitake uh, down by the airport as well. Want to do some renewals. They help. And with my projects being larger than they used to be, um, now I'm starting to branch out to larger entities, larger corporations, and my name is being passed around that way. Yeah. Um, it used to be a more residential thing, and now it's a, a lot more commercial. I thought I'd pick that up from the you know some of the things that you that you talked about. Do you still have a residential division, or do you still do much residential, or are you pretty much moving away from that over time? All of my customers that were my customers to start and that carried me through the times where I had no one, I still take care of them. Yeah, uh, mm. you can't change. You can't change, right? Uh, Weems Co. is the entity that I want everybody to remember. Uh, whether I did a move for you, removed some junk for you, came in and refurbished your home for you, uh, if I, you know, put my plumbers over there, my electricians over there for you, mm. if my gardeners came to see you, if my tree guys came to remove some trees for you, talk about the guy that knows the guy. Right, he's, right. Man, he's your one stop shop. Well, he knows everybody. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. <laughs> And, and I mean, as, as a general contractor, you kind of have to. Uh, right, that's something right. that I've been blessed with. Like I said, you're rich with who you know, right? You're mm, rich with right. your resources. So yeah. my resources are making me rich. 
So, and that's the thing that's going to, and again, the people that work for you make you rich, right? Because they're your resources as well. Yeah. Because they're going to tell other good people that, hey, come to work when you got opportunities, right? Right. Hey, right. I'm a good worker. I know a good person. And that's how you get your people, right? That's how you get your good people. And then once you got that going on, now you have those larger entities, like I said, when they see you there, hey, this guy was exceptional. His prices were great. And his team came in. They were efficient. Right. That's what they want to know. That's what they want to go by. So stay with that a moment, because for me, it's one thing to have IO come out because I've gotten to know him. And I mean, I just have ultimate trust in him. I mean, you're definitely I'm picking up the phone to call you. Right. <laughs> it, it, even if it, I'm not the right piece of business, you'll say, well, you ought to talk to blah, 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 right. that kind of thing. But talk talk about uh, recruiting, developing, retaining Good people, because they gotta. Mm. You gotta get this done with and through those folks, right? You gotta remember, and and I'll let Io speak on it as well. You gotta go through the bad stuff to get to the good stuff, <laughs> right? You know? Absolutely. And, and once you see that this is the type of guy I don't need to have, now you know mm. what attributes to look for in the other people, and then you know what are the red flags too, right? Uh, right. As you go along, so. Right. You know, and we would trade people often. And, Absolutely. Uh, we have some mm. other business partners that we trade people back and forth, uh, good workers. So like, you're looking for specific traits, attributes? Because right. you can probably train some stuff, but some stuff you need born in them or you need them to have a, right. a – For me, it's a lot easier being a general contractor. I was in the film union, and I was on the construction side. Mm-hmm. So I built the sets. I, I wasn't acting ah. or doing anything production-wise. We built the sets. So – I know carpenters. I know everybody who does all the specific cuts. I know electrical guys. I know uh, plumbing guys. I know everybody from the sets. And when they don't have anything going on, they call me up. Hey, uh, can I get some work, man? I'm like, hey, come on. And you on. know they do good work. I know exactly what they do. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to be reliable. Right. <laughs> right. Every time. That, that's Every the key, time. reliable. So, so, yeah. And, that's and you know, as long as you keep those type of people around – and they're going to refer you to other people who are good when they're gone. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you know, you know the time span for those people and how they work. And so I got my guys for floors. I got my guys for paint. I got my guys for roofing. I got my guys for plumbing, electrical, uh, you know, prepping and all that good stuff. I got my guys for everything. And when you got a guy for, like I said, for everything, you start getting another guy. And so now you got two guys for everything. So once right. you get motion moving over here and you got a job over here, now you got those guys over there, but then – you can set it up, right? That's the logistics of it to where my painters aren't on top of my floor guys and my floor guys aren't on top of my roof guys. And so that way I can run all my projects with my same guys, but just right. have men at different times. Yeah, I would starve to death in this thing. business. I would never be able to plan out the logistics. I'd have <laughs> right. them tripping over each other. But no, that's an important aspect right. of your business, right? right. You, is planning all that out. Right, right, right. You got to have the logistics. I mean, for you guys, same thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think people really understand how important logistics are in almost any situation right. that you're dealing with. Yeah. It's not just transportation, you know. So have you cracked the code on having good people too, are you? To be honest with you, I'm still trying to crack the code. Um, <laughs> the hardest thing I think about this business is finding reliable people. Mm. Um, and the reason I say that is our business is not hard um, because everything that we're taking out, these um, most people don't want anymore. So you don't have to be careful in trying to make sure you don't break something. <laughs> right. But um my first year, year and a half, it was hard to find the reliable person that wanted to work, especially during COVID because so much money mm-hmm. was being given to everybody and nobody wanted yeah. to work. Um, so that made my time harder. Um, luckily for me, when I didn't have people that wanted to work, I have uh, sons. <laughs> and you know hey there's a pro tip get, get you some kids get you some kids you know and um but yeah so um i've been able to find a um a couple of guys that i've been able to rely on um definitely looking for more reliable people so as we expand and grow um i can put them train them and then put them together in teams and just kind of let them go out there i definitely want to Right now, I think I'm at the point where I want to focus on building the brand instead of being out there in the truck so much. Um, so I'm looking for those reliable people that I know I can trust um, with going to people's home, being respectful, um, doing doing the right thing. Because a lot of times when you're out of sight, out of mind, um, a lot of people tend to kind of venture off and do their own thing. But when you're in my presence, even when you're not in my presence, I, my expectations for me as well as the company is always to be responsible, 
uh, respectful. Make sure, you know, I mean, it's the small things. Um, watch your language. Make sure your pants are pulled up, things like that. We, even though we're a junk removal company, we need to handle ourselves in a professional manner. Don't want to look like junk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Don't right. want to look like junk. So absolutely. So we're, we're still trying to co- um create the recipe for that. Um, when it comes to hiring though, I, I definitely like my wife, um, involvement because mm. she's that manager that's, oh, she's going to let you have it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's going to, she, she'll send you home, um, type thing. So, uh, I definitely love her input in that because she's going to tell me, hey, I, oh, no, this person is not going to work for our brand. But you know what? Um, I, I got to say too, man, when you do find that right person, oh, you oh, got to keep them. Oh, you got to hold on to them. And, and it's not all just about the money, right? There's a uh, lot more to it than just compensating oh, them Absolutely. properly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they, they want to feel respected. Right. Um, they want to feel like they can trust you and they can rely on you. They want to feel a part of something too. Right. Absolutely. You Appreciation know? is yeah. key. Yeah. Uh, it's almost how, you know, Green Bay allows the fans to be a part of the team, the ownership right, of the right. team. It's like, right. you, you know, you can't get a game to Green Bay, right? You can't get a game, <laughs> right. right? You right. gotta, you gotta pay one of them for a seat. Well, it's the same thing that you want to do with your workers. If you put them into your company and make them a part of what your vision is, yeah. then it's no way that they don't want to foresee it through with you. Right. And if you if you're doing the right things and if you're treating those people right, then they're definitely going to help you see your vision all the way through. And it's going to make a better situation for them and a better situation for you and your family. Right. Uh, so when you can do that and this is what this would be the prime example of what small business is supposed to be in America. And that's the reason why we have it. And that's the reason why it's supposed to thrive. And right. if we don't kill it, yeah. then America would continue to be the power and force that we are. But if you pay attention to what's happening right now too much funds are falling back into the larger conglomerates and yeah. if that money is more so spilling back into these guys who create jobs out here seriously right uh, not just take away you know we've been the guys who've been creating jobs i don't care whether it's five to ten or fifteen positions right you know i'm not laying off three thousand people right yeah. you know i'm not i'm not coming in one day and just saying hey you gotta go here's a severance package for five thousand bucks you know now, these people might take that and say whatever, but at the same time, they still don't know where to go. You know, they, a lot right. of these yeah. people don't know where to go. So you got to try to keep that consistency for your company. I think that's my ultimate goal. Keep keep a consistent flow of work here so my guys can always have work and that Weems Code would forever stay right. a name. And I think one of my goals is to also some of the younger people that I influence is to have them build up the courage to where they can open up their own business. If it's not a junk removal business, I don't care what it is, but open up your own. Um, like I had one gentleman who came and talked to me about, um, junk removal. He was going to buy a box truck. And I said, you know what? Let's start off small. You're, you're new to the business. I know I started off with a box truck, but I kind of ventured into that. I told him, I said, let's get a pickup truck and let's get you a trailer. Um, and, uh, his, he's cleared out junk removal, but now he's over a year strong and he's oh, looking to great. buy another trailer awesome. and things like that. So my thing is, I don't want you to come into, I don't want you to come into it and say, well, I'm going to always work for you because if you have an entrepreneur by your side, they're going with their main, their, their thought structure, they're going to try to help you build and continue to build. And now, okay, you've helped me build. Now, what are, what are your goals? What do you want to do? Right. Okay, let's focus on that. Who knows? I might be an investor. That's right. <laughs> so, no, I think that's so, great. So, yeah, um, that that's my always my ultimate goal. Let's let's build some more entrepreneurs in the world. That's what we really need. So, I have a question of both of you, but I'll start with you, Io. And and I can't take credit for this question, but I've enjoyed asking it ever since they asked it at the Young Professionals of of Woodstock. Okay. And my version of this is is outside the scope of your work, mm-hmm. your business. What do you have a tendency to to nerd out about? Like, and, and we learn so much about you. Know, it's like somebody who runs a mechanic shop. And they just love playing video games late at night. Or like me, my listeners know I love to hunt and fish. That's if I'm not doing this, I'm hunting or fishing. Right, right. But so outside the scope of work, what is, what is something you have a tendency to to kind of dive into? Um, honestly, I'm, I've gotten into different types of um, whiskey. Um, so I like to just try different brands of um, whiskey and. All the different flavors are, are um, dope for me. So I want to go to, um, in Tennessee, Uncle Nearest, they have a um, distillery 
Yeah. So that's one of the goals is to kind of get out there, oh, taste fun. some whiskey and stuff. But I also like a good steak. I'm a sucker for steak. So <laughs> well, those two, <laughs> those two always pair, don't they? Right, 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 right. So um, I like to go to the different restaurants and just try try out the good steak. Right now, the best one I think in Atlanta is going to be Oceaneer. Shout out to them. <laughs> What's what? What is it? Oceaneer. Oceaneer. They're more so branded to seafood, but their steak mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Is that right? It is. You have to try it. Well, well thank you for that. I'll send them an invoice you know, <laughs> for, for another you, plug. Right. Absolutely. Please send them one, and, and I need a free steak. Well, I, I, I knew you and I were simpatico. I, too, enjoy whiskey. In fact, just, uh, was it last weekend? Weekend before last was the Bourbon Gala, a fundraiser for Enduring Hearts, and oh, you, you, bourbon tasting, and they raise a ton of money for a great cause. Right. But boy, you know, you and, and they're not stingy with the with the bourbon at okay. all, and you could just taste all these different kinds. And uh, both of my son in laws really, but one in particular is like a bourbon aficionado. And so when he comes okay. to town, he'll buy all the you know the fancy stuff. So right, I too, right, right. I enjoy my whiskey, and uh, we're going to the. We were just looking at YouTube's about it. Two years in twenty four, my brother and his wife, and me and my wife, we're all going to the Isle of Isla okay. in Scotland. And uh, oh, we're going to taste all that scotch. So yeah, oh, yeah. you and I we got to we got to stay connected. Right, right. Please, please. I, I, I want to go too. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. How about you, Brandon? What do you have a tendency to nerd hey, man, out about, man? I like a little McCallum myself. Man. Oh, okay, <laughs> got a whiskey group here. Yeah, but uh, no, uh, I'm a poker guy. So, Are you? Uh, yeah, when I'm when I'm not spending time with my kids or doing whatever, I'm playing poker. Mm. Uh, I love to play poker. I actually. Um, Want to uh, develop a uh, app myself, a poker app myself. Oh. So that's my whole reason for starting the logistics company. Right, so right. I can do something that's going to be consistent with money so I can do my other thing with my play money. Oh, fun. But yeah, I, I love poker, man, and that's my thing. So I like various ways to play. Uh, I'm always meet up with my guys playing on poker nights. Yeah. And right. we do our thing. So, yeah. All these things play so well together, though. Whiskey, right? right, right, right <laughs> Steak, right. poker, throwing a cigar. And I mean, you got the whole, oh, you got absolutely. the trifecta, right? Exactly. exactly. Oh, that's funny. So, uh, what's next for you guys, uh, Brandon, you, you know, for world domination or George domination? Or, <laughs> uh, I've been seeing that uh, the thing, uh, I've been refurbishing a bunch of apartment complexes lately. And mm-hmm. I think. The next step for Weems Co. is to actually step into ownership of a complex. Mm. Uh, oh, wow. So that's going to be the next step here. Uh, by the end of the year, I hope to have two complexes under my belt. I love Maybe it. Maybe nothing wow. super large, but at least two eight-unit complexes that I can have myself and uh, maybe have my wife manage. Right. And, you know, I got all my guys to do everything I need to do around to do the upkeep and do the resurrection of the property. So that's uh, what I foresee Weems Co. doing in this next year to come i'm so I glad it. i asked i think that's fascinating that is terrific and of course seven of those units will be available for rent and, yes. then, and then one will be the poker room right. So, right the top floor right but don't tell right. the fha <laughs> <laughs> that is great how about you man what's on the horizon for you Aya? um a couple of different things so since we've been trademarked now i want to probably i'm thinking about venturing into where i will offer um Offer people to come in and what's the word? Franchise. Okay. Um, definitely thinking about franchising out, um, and, and allowing people to, um, come along and build the brand with me. Um, in addition, I've been looking for, um, roll off dump trucks. Mm. So now I want to get into the business of providing, um, drop off dumpsters for, that makes sense. So dump containers. Yeah. So definitely, um, this year, um, I definitely want to purchase a couple containers and some trucks and then we're going to, because I, I think they go hand in hand yeah. um, with junk removal, so that that will be another division into the always reliable brand. So um, I'm I'm excited, and we're gonna we're just gonna take over Georgia first, then we'll go to the rest of the states. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think both of those are fantastic. We've had some success, and and we've in, enjoyed. I, I shared with you guys before we came on air. My day job is to find entrepreneurs around the country to run these hyper-local Business Radio X studios. Right. We chose not to formally franchise. We have a little bit of a different kind of membership type of okay. structure, but it's but still we have these people all over the country 
running Business Radio Egg Studios, and it's there's so many stories to gather. Right. We're not going to get to them all, and it's, it's a lucrative business for them, which is right. fun, right. right? Right, absolutely. And so, boy, I really encourage you. And then, like on this roll-off idea, uh, like if Holly and I had more stuff, we're, we're going to have you come come out and get some stuff, but right, if we right, had right. More, much more you know, maybe a small roll off would be nice. Up, Park yeah. it back there for a couple of days or whatever the deal is, go. and put the stuff in there. I yep. think that's a fabulous yep. idea. Then we pull up and take it off, so you won't even have to worry about anything. So yeah, that definitely is going to be in our future. Um, been looking for some. Um, and right now with inflation, the prices are a little crazy, but they're yeah. starting to tinkle down. Um, but yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, trucks doubled, like a sixty thousand dollar roll off truck now. Uh, it was about one twenty. They're going down to about one ten to a hundred thousand. Yeah. Ouch! I had no idea that. They yeah, yeah it got crazy. I mean, that's yeah. why, like he was saying at the time with box trucks, it just got out. Right, right. But and you, then you know, Georgia and South Carolina has the highest insurance rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, you know that was a thing that killed us. If you're a small business, because that's almost like a conglomerate with the insurance. Right. I tell you what. The, <laughs> When it comes to politics, the next president that's running, if they want to do some insurance reform. <laughs> because, I mean, if you if you really look at it, right, what do we as Americans spend most money on? Mm. Insurance, home mm. insurance, car mm-hmm. insurance, oh, renter's yeah. insurance. Every, you have, yeah, you got you, you, life you, insurance. You got life insurance. You got medical <laughs> yeah. insurance. Right? right. You got right. dental insurance. You got vision, vision and visual insurance. You have so much insurance that you have to pay for that's just mm. a just in case clause, right? Right. And right. we get none of that back. Right. And if you look at what those insurance companies spend out every year, they don't really pay a third of that out. So, I mean, if we can get somebody to do some reform on that, they got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> we should have like the Brandon political show, right? <laughs> right, right. right. Get a party. I'm, Look, I'm, a party. I'm starting to think, I'm like, man, I do man, pay I'm a lot telling of you, right? The insurance is crazy. <laughs> we'll bring all the candidates in here. We'll grill them. And, you know, it, you know as long as we can get them aligned with our causes, right, right. we'll, right. we'll promote the heck out of those That's episodes. That's the other it. ones hey, we won't even know. publish. <laughs> I like it. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, before um, we wrap, I want to make sure that our listeners uh, know how to connect with you, tap into your work, have a conversation with you or somebody on your team. But before we go there, I like to hear a little bit about uh, what you guys read or, or study. I often ask, you know, what's on your nightstand? So many entrepreneurs and business leaders I find are life learners. Mm-hmm. And they may or may not have actual books on their nightstand. Me, I have stuff on a Kindle. And and we have the daddy daughter uh, book club, me and Kelly, because we're because we're both in the in the business arena, and we're always recommending books to to each other. In fact, one of them that I'm about halfway through now is "What Is It Costing You Not to Listen?" Mm-hmm. And I'm getting so much uh, out of that one. And then another one she recommended is um, "Everything Is Figure Outable," and I just love right. the tone of that. And so uh, whether it's blogs or newspapers or periodicals or, or books, I'll start with you. Brandon, uh, what are you reading, studying, trying to learn more about these days? All right. So on the daily, I'm doing Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, I have a crypto meeting almost every day uh, with my boys. We do a crypto. over-the-phone meeting, and we talk about uh, everything that's been discussed with crypto. So that's something that we read into. Any blogs that deal with cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, any new currencies, Ethereum, anything on the on the metaverse and all that good stuff, we're on mm. it. Um, and for my personal reading, I've been reading a book now for about almost two years. I'm at like chapter 5,000. It's like, uh, it's called uh, the amazing Charlie Wade. So just to put that out there, but yeah, that's huh. uh, so it's hard for me to get into anything else. Because this <laughs> yeah. thing just cap- it cap- the amazing me, Charlie yeah. Wade, yeah, but Leonard journal constitution is the daily read. And, uh, we're, like I said, we're always into crypto and Bitcoin blogs and that's what we do on a regular basis. Oh, mm. fun. How about you, Aya? So right now what I'm doing um, is more so, I would say, the blogs. And I'm I'm heavy into YouTube because my thing is, if you don't know how to do any, do something, you can YouTube it. Yeah. Um, and YouTube has been major to me when it comes to junk removal. There's a lot of different companies that have taught what, what they're teaching you how they started up. Of course, you don't have to take everything that they've done because yeah. some of them – probably could be scams but what i do is i kind of take that knowledge from each and every one of them and i'm learning how can i tailor that to my company and my business and grow so every day if it's not a junk removal blog it's a um roll off blog so i'm just learning more and more about the business um and honestly sometimes i even go to my competitors blogs and read their blogs now see there's a pro tip i like that idea you know and and that's one thing that i had to learn is 
figure out what your competitors are doing and try to figure it out better and see what their costs are. Because a lot of the times when I first started with my 26 foot box truck. So is now Brandon showing off all the calls he's getting. Is that, <laughs> it's not a competition. Guys. <laughs> but when I first started off with my 26 foot box truck, based on how big the truck is, um, I probably should have charged about, I would say, um, to fix, fit, fill that big old truck up. I probably should have charged about, I would say, about $2,000 a load, but I wasn't because I didn't know the numbers. I didn't know the numbers and I yeah. didn't know how to effectively run it. So somebody could come. I, I've actually done truck removals, filled up the entire truck when I first started and charged somebody five, six dollars $600. So I cost myself a lot of money, but I didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. And there was nobody there to tell me. Right, um, right. And then when I said, you know what, I'm not doing this right. Let me call up my competitors and I will say, how much does it cost to fill up your truck if I needed you to come out? And they say, oh, anywhere from 1500 to $2,000. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, I've cost myself a lot of money. Yeah. And um, now that I know, and that's another reason I switched to uh, box dump trucks. So I have the mm-hmm. same type of trucks as 1-800-JUNK now. Um, because now it's easier for me to say, well, this is how much we charge and this is our going rate. And it's kind of hard to do that with a box truck because it's so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we, I know that going rate or whatever, and I've done my research. So my biggest advice I would give anybody is basically do your research before you go into the business, because if you don't, then you can find yourself in some financial, uh, well, I'm not going to say financial trouble. You're just going to be giving away. Um, yeah, you're yeah. going to be giving away your service um, because you didn't do the first step and just doing some research and saying, okay, well, this is how much it costs. This is what my price is going to be. No, that's great counsel. All right, Brandon, what's the best way for our listeners to connect with you? If they'd like to reach out and chat with you or somebody on the team and look into some of this. Best way is Weems Co. You can reach out to W E E M S C O. You got us on Instagram. You got us on Facebook. Uh, we're coming with the website soon here for you. We'll have all of our, Pictures, photos, all of our projects, everything that we've done, uh, everything, and every way that you can get in t- contact with us and reach us and uh, actually get us to uh, do some work for you. So, you yeah. Go. And, um, <clears throat> Ayo, what you got there, man? Um, so there are so many different ways you can contact us. Of course, you can contact us by phone, 470-588-2782. You can contact us online at www.alwaysreliablejunkremoval.com. You can chat with us there as well. You can send us an email at info at alwaysreliablejunkremoval.com. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Always Reliable Junk Removal. So there's different ways you can contact us. We would love to hear from you guys. And like I said, we do the jobs that nobody else wants to do. So give us a call. We'll take care of you. Well, it has been a real pleasure, yeah, gentlemen, great, having you, you both here in the studio. Don't be a stranger. Come back sometime. It might be fun to come back with a delighted client and talk yeah. about the work. And, uh, Absolutely. and you guys awesome. are doing such important work, and you're a real inspiration. I really appreciate you making the time to invest the energy and share your insight and perspective with us today. Hey, we thank, thank you, you for having us. Appreciate Absolutely. You. We appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure. All right, until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you again on Cherokee Business Radio.